Hey, everybody, it's Tommy Canale, and welcome back to Before the Lights Podcast, the show that tells you how they made their mark. She's a native of Amaral, Arkansas, a singer, songwriter, who's also a country radio host. She has appeared on The Voice and American Idol. Please welcome to the show, Mary Beth Bird. Mary Beth, welcome to Before the Lights. Hey, buddy. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Let's start here before we get into singing. Tell me about this small town in Arkansas you're from, population of like 300. Is it a one-stop light town? It really is a one-stop light town, uh, which is hilarious to me. Um, You know, you instead of getting caught up by regular traffic, you get caught up by a lawnmower or a tractor (laughs) on the road. (laughs) Are people people driving around and riding uh, lawnmowers too on the streets? Yes, including me. You know, my brother and I do that for fun. We'll ride around the neighborhood in uh, my dad's mower. So it's just kind of a thing. Speaking of your dad... Tell me about his food truck, Big Bird Barbecue, that you've also worked on. Yes. So my dad is just like me. He's a man of many talents. He can never stick to just one thing. And I think that that's just how a creative mind works. Uh, So he, you know, first started as a police officer, got tired of that. He actually got hurt on the job, then went to carpentry, didn't like that, then got into the food truck business where the rest is history. But he just loves making barbecue. You still working on the truck? No. So actually, you know, he sold the truck about six months ago uh, and now he's on a new endeavor. So like (laughs) I said, just to create a bond at work. (laughs) Let's get into your singing and how it all started around the age of three. And for my understanding is singing basically helped you overcome a stuttering problem. Tell me about that. Yes. So when I was very little, I had a stuttering issue. Um, it was to the point where I honestly couldn't form a full sentence to mm. people. And that was a result of, you know, bullying and, you know, all kinds of things that just went along with that. And my parents put me in speech therapy and nothing worked, nothing um, until finally they realized they were like, well, when she sings, she doesn't stutter. So why don't we just push her to sing more? And then I just sang, sang, sang and just started to kind of, you know, work on my craft at a young age and. I just realized that I couldn't live without singing. And yeah. Tell me, how is music rooted Mary Beth since childhood? Because of music and singing in general, helping me through that speech impediment, it just, it just is, it's a root. Mm. It's a person, um, as an artist. And I feel like God, you know, gives everybody a gift and it's up to us to use it or not. And so I just want to do something related to music, whether it being artist, representing an artist, you know, songwriter, whatever it may be, I have to be in the music industry no matter what. Well, they definitely got you in the right field because you are fantastic at singing. I'll I'll, I'll start there. When we get to your audition, I'm going to get more into it, but you are a beautiful singer. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. You are welcome. At age 11, though, you released your first song, Don't Look the Other Way. Do you listen back to this and cringe or do you listen back to it and go, okay, I had something there? 
Well, you know, it was actually, it's such a beautiful message. And I just recently went back and listened to it for the first time in forever because of the new movie, The Sound of Freedom came out and it was a total hit across America. And they were looking for musicians and songs and just all kinds of things to make up the soundtrack of the movie. And I was like, hey, I have a song. And so I played it for a few people that had to do with the movie. And yeah, just a beautiful message from a guy who wanted me to record His name was C.J. Wilder. He passed away from cancer later on in life. But it is a very beautiful memory to have and just to be able to pull up and listen to. You have said that, and and it's true. Your genres are country, Christian, and pop, but not really country. When I listen to you, I get this Southern soul pop-like combination. How do you describe your music? I'm so glad that you asked that. And, you know, I I really respect that from you as well, because, you know, I get a lot of people, they want to make me country so bad because I talk country and I'm from the (laughs) South and all these things. But, you know, the music industry says, oh, you know, be an artist, be yourself, but actually go in this lane and be exactly this. And it's like, what? Like, what do you want from me? Right. But I would describe myself as a country pop, you know, in in a broad spectrum, very country pop. Um, I have a lot of pop influences, a lot of country influences. And when I am creating my own music in the studios and, you know, in these rights, it comes across as that. Are you still trying to use your voice not only to sing, but to tell truth with grace? Absolutely. You use that for songwriting as well? I do. You know, it it started off as just a motto for myself. I was like, you know, people, you know, being from a small town, you're so afraid to, you know, say certain things or to do certain things. You wonder what people might think, you know, growing up in like a bubble. Um, And so I realized, you know, Mary Beth, if you want to do music, you're going to have to just tell the truth with a little bit of grace. And that came, you know, from, and then that happened and then album idea. And my team is really, really good in Nashville about, you know, making me do that. Tell the truth with grace, with the songwriting, which has been a really beautiful thing. Still going to Arkansas state. No, I actually graduated. Good. Congratulations. Thank you so much. So I'm all done with college, got that out of the way. So now I can really focus on music, which is nice. Are you still working at Mix 106.3? No, I'm not. You are like moving said, up the world, Mary Beth. Oh, just like my dad, you know, I have a very creative mind. And, you know, in order to jump through the win- the very short window of opportunity that you have after a show like this, you know, I couldn't be tied down to a place and a schedule just yet. Um, so, you know, my radio station completely understood. They're still like family. And they were like, if you want to come back, you know, you're always welcome back. But I think that I made the right decision because a lot of doors have opened in the music industry that I have to go full force at. Good. 2019, season 17, you get a top eight in The Voice. You're coached by John Legend. You're mentored by Taylor Swift and Usher. Before I get to The Voice... I want to know is who was Mary Beth Bird before auditioning for The Voice? Mary Beth was a person that I don't recognize now. <laughs> she was she was literally a girl who didn't know herself mm. and that shined on the show. You know, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know myself as a person. 
um, I hadn't developed as an artist. I didn't, I loved so many different things. I just, I didn't know how to funnel all of that into one thing, into one goal. You know, I was just kind of all over the place. And looking back on that, I think that that was a beautiful thing because you watch the growth from then to who I am as a woman now and as an artist. And it's just like, wow, like God, you knew what you were doing, you know? What made you audition? Was it family? Was it you? Talk me through that. Yeah. So it actually was a regular weekend Nashville trip. Um, I was going to do a few songwriting sessions with a guy named CJ Wilder. Um, and yeah, it, it just didn't go as planned. He had a gig that he had to go to. He was like, I'm so sorry. Can you and your mom find something to do? And I was like, crap. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. And we started looking for things to do in Nashville and saw that the open call for Voight, for the voice was there. And we just decided to to do that. And I tried to make, make it not happen. I was like, mom, I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm going to stand in that line for hours. You know, I don't think that'll make it anyway, you know. And she was like, come on, baby, you know, you need to go for this. This is your dream. And yeah, then it just one thing after another, it happened. And then you get on the show and you get all four chairs turned around Tell me, how difficult is the voice? You know, that's such a double-ended question. Okay. It, it, there's a lot of pros and cons to TV shows like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of control on you as an artist um, that you, you know, you you don't have that much control of. I'll just say that. But um, it was hard. And not only just, you know, figuring yourself out as an artist super fast and wanting to please everyone and just this big roller coaster of emotions. It's like just uh, the schedule was grueling as well. Waking up early, going to bed super late, having to repeat all over again. It really does prepare you for what your life would be like on the road. How hard was it for you to pick who you were going to do when you had all four turned around? Not just one or two, but you had all four to choose from. Yeah. You know, it was such a validating feeling. No, like, cause I had my eyes closed at the beginning of the song. Um, and then when I opened my eyes, all four judges were looking at me and I was like, what the heck is this? Even? <laughs> is this real life right now? And it was just so validating. And I look back on that moment, even after everything I've been through, I look back on that moment and those four chairs turning. And I'm like, it was the tone of my voice that made those judges turn around. Like they heard the tone and the control and all these different things. So I'm going to need to remember that and hone in on that and craft that, you know, on down the road. Um, But it was really hard to choose. It really was. Um, I ended up going with John by what he said and he just didn't make it flashy. He just made it very apparent that he believed in me as an artist and wanted to work with me. And I know that he had a lot of good work ethic and that I could learn a lot from him. So from the voice before you auditioned to Idol, how much did you grow? Oh my gosh, immensely. Immense growth is what I will say. 2023, season 21, top 10 of American Idol. Your audition is where I live here in Las Vegas. And you did If I Hadn't Been For Love by Steel Divers. I listened to your audition and I text a very good friend of mine and said, Mary Beth Bird, star exclamation point. I mean, that audition was absolutely sensational. I'm like, she's going to be a star. Your delivery, the way you sang that song, I was hooked when I first heard it. Thank you so much. That, that means a lot. Thank you. What is it about 
that song that you chose to use it for your audition? I, you know, started gigging after The Voice. And within those three years, I just had so much experience in reading the crowd and, you know, what songs they liked. And that was just always a fan favorite from what I had sang before in the past. And so I was like, you know, why not? put my best foot forward and you know I'm introducing myself as an artist and with this song it's a country a folk country song but I add flares of pop to it and I feel like that's just what I do best like I take these songs that are country and I put a pop flare on it my own thing um so why not just come out of the gate showing the judges exactly who I am what is it about the song something in the orange by Zach Bryan cuz it seems like that song resonates with you completely differently. It does. It does. Um, you know, I, I actually don't talk about this very often. I try to keep my private life super private. Um, but you know, a lot of people have questions about the show and each time it, it, it would air, it was a different version of myself because of the timing of all of the filming. And, you know, I was going through a lot of personal things and, you know, I chose to channel all of those personal experiences that I was going through in my life into each performance, each round. Um, so the whole show of American Idol was just very emotional. It, it was therapy for me. Um, you just, you just know that it's not going to work. Like, it's just, you know, I know that you're never coming home. And so I put all of my emotion and everything out on that stage. I was going through, um, ending a six year relationship and so it just made it a little bit easier. So it was great. If you look back, is it idle or is it voice that was harder for you? Oh man. I think they were both harder for me in different ways. I think that the voice was hard with, you know, it being my first big experience in life. Like that was the biggest thing I had ever done in my short life. Um, and then American Idol was harder for me because I put so much expectation on myself. Like, oh, you've done a show before, you know, you'll be fine. Let's do everything right this time. Let's pick the right songs every single time. Let's do this, 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 and this and then falling short of my own expectations. And I think that that was hard on me mentally. Easier or harder for you, being that you did the voice on Idol, to actually soak up and appreciate all the moments that you were before you? Oh, 100%. You know, I enjoyed, I enjoyed American Idol the experience a lot more than I did the voice because during the voice, I was just so nervous. There was a lot of pressure first time, everything. And it was just a lot. And by the end of the voice, I was ready for it to all be over. Um, <laughs> I really was, I was like, I'm tired. You know, I want to get back to some normalcy. Um, so then American Idol, I was like, I'm ready for this. You know, I'm, you know, I, you know, that milestone that you hit in your twenties that they're like, you, a light bulb goes off and you figure out who you are. That was American Idol for me. And it really showed. How's life been for you since Idol? It's been good. It's good. been really good. You know, I wanted to hit the ground running and I did. Um, I've been doing a lot of networking in Nashville. I've put myself out there a lot more. I've just tons of networking. So I've kind of put a hold on gigs uh, here and there, but I've been teaching vocal lessons, just having a lot of time to reflect and just chill, you know, like, like work really hard, but also chill at the same time and finding that balance. I think that that's been key here. 
That's where I was going next was your vocal lessons. When did you decide to start giving vocal lessons? Did somebody like urge you and say, Mary Beth, you should be giving lessons? Yes. So yeah. I actually had um, quite a few people reach out to me about three or four years ago. And ever since, I've just kind of been like trickling here and there, like doing a few students here and there. And it's just kind of turned into like, oh, well, let me just like run ads online and let me get students from all over the place. And, you know, it's all over Zoom. It has been so fulfilling and amazing because not only do I teach my students and they learn from me, but sometimes and more often I actually learn from them through building our relationships and just, you know, getting them through their hardships as an artist. Because with the music industry, you don't get a how to, you just kind of have to do it. And so it's always, you know, I want to be a vessel for those artists and be like, you know, hey, I was in your shoes once and it sucks. Let's work through this together. Listeners, if you want plans and pricing, go to the show notes. I'm going to put a link to marybethbirdmusic.com. You can click on that and you can get connected with her vocal lessons and all bunch more, including her new music. She's got a new song that came out called People Pleaser. It is a really good song. I love these lyrics. I mean, these lyrics make you sit back and I'm going to read off a couple of them to you listeners and I'm going to get your thoughts on a Mary Beth. Here they are. Tell you I'm sober with a drink in my hand is fabulous. And even lie to God under his own steeple. Guess you could call me a people pleaser. Did you write this song? I did. I actually wrote this song with a couple of other people. And the story literally, oh my gosh, it's, I'm getting goosebumps on my arm right now. <laughs> like thinking about how this song happened. It was so unplanned, so unexpected. And this guy's name in Nashville that I met, he is just such a beautiful human being. His name is Dennis Cook. And he was is a former pastor. And he said, Mary Beth, like, you and I have this in common. You know, we try so hard to be a people pleaser. People put us on this pedestal to be so perfect. And that's just not what it is. You know, you're not going to be perfect. You know, there's there so many internal struggles that we deal with. You know, we need to write a song about this. Happened in 30 to 45 minutes. We wrote and recorded that song. Completely made it happen. Was there a, a story that you, or where did it come from? Um, you know, it's really interesting because it's just as a whole, like, like just the, the subject of being a people pleaser and, you know, thinking about all those times that you did try to be a people pleaser and how much of a struggle it is. So when you get to that pre-chorus where it's, I tell you I'm sober with a drink in my hand, hit rock bottom saying it's God's plan. Um, you know, I'll take second place just to let you win. I'm tired of apologizing for your sins. It's just about being a person that's so for other people that you lose yourself and it's grueling. And it's almost just like, you know, maybe I don't want to be a people a pleaser anymore. Like I want to help people and I still want to, you know, be this person that people want me to be, but just in my own terms. And I think that's what the song embodies. Listeners, again, go to the show notes. I'm going to put links to all this, including this two more songs I'm going to bring up. Tell me about Jesus in Jail. Oh my gosh, that <laughs> one's a fun one. Um, <laughs> because honestly, like I have such a close relationship with God and, you know, I want my music to always mention him, you know, always have that string of faith throughout. But it is funny because I was driving down the road one day a couple years ago and 
I was like, like I was praying. I was like, God, like this guy is bringing me away from you. Like he makes me want to kill somebody. Like I want to commit a crime (laughs) because this guy has just, he has me at that level, but I love Jesus. So like, what do you do? And so I was like, huh, this guy has me between Jesus and jail. So I was like, that'd be a cool song to write. Um, so yeah, we wrote that song a couple of years later and decided to release it. So, What about Just Ain't Right? Just Ain't Right. So that's actually before I met my Nashville team. That song is so important to me because I feel like every woman who's been in a relationship can relate to that feeling of the song. Um, just about somebody doing something to you and they know it's not right. You know it's not right. And it's like, dang, like that just ain't right. So I wrote a song about that as well. Did I see right that you have a upcoming song called Gray Like You? Yes and no. So okay. there's a song called Gray Like You, but I think that the first song that we're going to release out of the show, it's called Addicted. And, you know, I'm, I know, what you know, y'all are probably thinking, oh my gosh, there's a million songs written about being addicted to something or someone, but we wanted to take a different approach to this song and write it completely differently. So I'm hoping that it's it's a real hit because of the way that we spun it um, and the story behind it. I really hope that people enjoy the angle. When will your new music get released fully? Hopefully September 9th. So about a month from now. Keep your eyes open, listeners. I'm guessing that full-time touring and music is the career goal. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for saying that. But yes, absolutely. But you know, I am one of those people. I'm a simple girl. I'm like, you know, I I pray. I'm like, God, you know, if you want it to happen for me, then that's awesome. You know, I will use it for your glory. But if not, I'm perfectly happy with buying land and having a bunch of dogs and listening to music for the rest of my life. But yes, artistry is the goal. I'm going to throw you on the spot here. What is the number one song you would like to cover? Oh man. Number one song I would like to cover. Good question. So I feel like I kind of already did that with something in the orange. Okay. I was like, I've got this one. Um, but I'm trying to think, I really love that song running up that hill, a deal with God by Kate Bush. And it, you know, it was really popular from that new Netflix series called yeah. stranger things. And I was like, man, I would love to do like not a country version of this, but just like my own, you know, pop, flair country ish mm-hmm. mix on it. You know, if you, if you want to call it that, I can tell you have a love and a deep passion for music is the drive even more now since you've done the voice in idol. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I feel like I used to do this all just because I thought that that was the only thing for me and everybody else wanted me to do it. But now it's simply because I love to do it. And I know that this is my passion and this is this has to be what I have to do for the rest of my life. And I think that that's a point that everyone has to get uh, with the things that they love. They have to be like, this is what I want to do. And that's the only time that they're going to find fulfillment and peace. And I've found that. So I'm excited to see what the future holds. All right, listeners, I'm going to give you a little glimpse into Mary Beth. I'm going to ask her a couple questions here. What's on your playlist? What's on my playlist? Let's look here. Oh, my God. Look, I do a lot of things right, but the one thing I can't seem to figure out is how to charge my phone. (laughs) You never can find the cord. 
Never. Let's see what I've got here. Let's on. And it's so funny because it's such a mix, right? Something Real by Post Malone. Wow. We've got the remix Baby Don't Hurt Me by David Guetta. Um, and then I've got Summertime Sadness by Lana Del Rey. Now I switch over to Pawns or Kings, Somewhere for Something, The Great War by Taylor Swift, Desperado by The Eagles, wow. God, God's Gonna Cut You Down by Bailey Zimmerman, following his whole album. There's a mix of everything in here. It and that's is. exactly what I am as an artist. So it's just kind of funny that you say that. You can see that your genres are all over and from all different generations. I love that playlist. That's That's really cool. So who is Mary Beth Burden when you're not working on music? What do you do to enjoy yourself? Oh, man. You know, I it's kind of weird. I just I throw myself into things that are very relaxing. So I like to paint furniture and resell it, which is kind of weird, but it helps. Um, I like to just organize things like, you know, I'll do things around the house. I love traveling. I love going places on the weekends and looking at nature. I actually get a new puppy here in about a week. I'm really excited about him. His name's Coda. He's a Bernese mountain dog. So I think he's going to take up quite a bit of my time for just a little bit. (laughs) I'll bet he is. Are you looking at setting up a tour or getting out in front of the public? And if so, when would that maybe happen? Yeah, you know, I think that right now, for the, especially for the rest of this year, I want to really relax and really just take some time because that, you know, coming off of a show like that, you just go, 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 go. I think I've just been in a relaxing stage, um, but I really just want to focus on telling my story through my music. And that takes a lot of sitting inside, a lot of thinking, a lot of, you know, things that people don't think about that goes into a project like this. And original music is really important to me. And I think it tells my audience exactly who I am. So I need to kind of sit back and lean in that and focus on it. And in order to do that, I need to lay off gigging and, um, you know, a little bit of traveling. And I think that I'm just going to chill for the rest of the year and continue to network from my phone and my laptop and (laughs) going to Nashville here and there. Um, But yeah, just everything in my own time and God's as well. Listeners, just keep your eyes on the website, marybethbirdmusic.com. I'm sure it'll be posted when she decides to get out and start gigging again. Until then, enjoy her music she has out now. I'm a fan. I love your music. I'm going to continue to listen to what you do. Listeners, you can also follow her on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and she's even on TikTok. So I will put links so you can get connected and follow Mary Beth on social media as well. Mary Beth, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day and painting furniture and all the other things that you like to do to come and talk on my show. (laughs) You're going to do what? I'm going to go paint a bench right now that needs to be painted. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Tommy. I really appreciate you. This was a blast. I love to hear that. Listeners, make sure you join the exclusive Before the Lights members group. Click the link in the show notes. It's only $7.99 a month. It includes a private Zoom call with me and former guest, one-of-a-kind poker chip, extra content, and more. It's your way to support the show. That's going to do it for this episode of Before the Lights. I'm Tommy Canale. And until next time, everybody, I salute a chin-chin. <laughs>